Hello and welcome to the H in HR podcast, where people discuss the most important aspect of human resources, the human aspect. Now here is your host, Ricky Baez. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the H in HR podcast. My name is Ricky Baez, and man, I'm grateful. <laughs> I am grateful. Just wanted to let everybody know. It is Monday, the Monday after Thanksgiving break. Hopefully, everybody had a great time. Everybody was safe, and uh, you survived the Black Friday deals. And I don't even know, do they still have that? Do people still get up like at 2, 3 in the morning to go uh, waiting line and to... Uh, uh, at a store to just get a jump on the first deals. I don't think everybody does anybody does that anymore. I remember when I was um uh it's a long time ago when I was in corporate America, we um I used to have employees that would want to take that that next day off. Now here's the thing, right? Some some organizations would give you the the day of Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving off. This particular organization did not do that. Um so people would take PTO for the day after Thanksgiving and what they would do it for not to spend with family. That 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 wasn't the deal. The deal was to just take some time off after Thanksgiving and then get up at 2, 3 in the morning to go wait in line at Circus City. This is how long ago this was, Circus City. For those of you who don't know, Circus City used to be, you know what, Circus City used to be like a Best Buy, like a Best Buy back then. And I think in 2008, 2009, they went out of business. They they went bankrupt with a bunch of other companies back in that time. That was a, a really interesting time for the uh, for, for commerce and the real estate market. Well, anyway, and you know when I would ask him about it, I'm like, why why would you want to wait in line for that? Because it, it it's to me, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. So let me give you an example. If you made fifteen dollars an hour, if you made fifteen dollars an hour, and then you wanted to take some time off, let's say eight hours, right? So if you wanted to take eight hours, so let's do some math here, right? So that's 15 times eight. We're looking at a hundred and, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at um, $120, $120 for the day. And if you waited online to save, I don't know, 50 bucks in a TV or $20 in a toaster, I don't know if that's worth the time or not. (laughs) I mean, to me, especially with dealing with people and, you know, just because I know not everybody has the best patience when it comes to uh, Black Friday deals. But, you know, everybody have seen all these different commercials, not commercials. Everybody have seen all these different um, uh, videos of people fighting and doing all these things. It's kind of it is weird, right? Because all that fighting, all that all that uh, um, arguing and Stomping on people, trying to get those best deals happens the day after. We're supposed to be grateful. So anyway, uh, I just never understood that. But, you know, some people love it. Uh, But now we got Amazon, right? Amazon, uh, you'll be able to do that all over Amazon. And it's just to me, I don't know. To me, it's not a thing. Well, anyway, folks, I have a great show for you today. Today, today, we're going to be talking to, talking to, we're not talking to her. We're going to be having a conversation with Katie Howard. Let's talk about Katie real quick. Now, Katie, she's an HR consultant, uh, and she started her – I found out through the conversation. She started HR 
almost in the same way at the same time as I did. Right? We started back in 2002 and started in benefits and worked our way up. So this, this is a great conversation about um, starting your career in human resources and then working through all the different aspects of HR, what makes up human resources, what part of it we like, what part of it we don't like. So throughout this whole conversation, I found out that I have a sister. She literally is my sister from another mother. I know that doesn't rhyme. I don't care for it to rhyme. I just want everybody to know that we had a great time in this conversation. So look, without further ado, this is Katie Howard. Check it out. Katie, how in the world are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you? I, you know I'm what? So I'm glad to be here. I, me too. Me too. Although, I mean, I don't know where here is. You got those beautiful mountains behind you. Where is that? <laughs> So that is in New Zealand, and I think it's at the base of Taranaki, which is a volcano, even though it's covered with snow. And uh, I was there in 2008. I was like, again, I think I told you earlier, if you could survive 26 hours on a flight, it is definitely well to get on your bucket list for sure. 26 hours. And so, I mean, obviously, that's not one flight. That's what, three, four flights? Uh, with Jack to Atlanta, Atlanta to LA, LA to Auckland, Auckland to Wellington, so four. Oh my! Four flights. <laughs> yes. Okay, so and, I'm sorry. So at the time, and my ex-husband who went with me at the time uh, was horrified and flying. So I basically had to roofie him all the way to New Zealand. You know this is being recorded, right? I understand. No, he he was he was in the knowledge base that he was being roofied. Like Got he it. had to go to a doctor beforehand. He's he was six five. You can't upset that on a oh, plane. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. no wait. So I I have to ask. Who's the Lord of the Ring fans? Is it you or him? Neither. So I know, I know, I'm killing it here. So uh, my best friend since third grade lives there. Um, she met a guy. They both worked at, you know, um, in Manhattan. Yeah. The Jewish family send their children to camps up north in upstate. She was a camp counselor there. They also bring international students, which is where she met her husband. Okay. Her husband. And after they lived in Charleston a couple of years, they decided to move back before they had children. And so we went and saw them. Wow. You yeah. folks, I want to make sure everybody heard that. This is a friend, right? I know yeah. friends who would not <laughs> visit other friends from Florida to Tennessee. But you went on a four different flights. You had to roofie your ex-husband and almost <laughs> well, 30 hours. That's not a positive part. <laughs> Wow, that that is the definition of a true friend. I got to tell you, Katie. Yeah, I'm loyal to a fault. You know, I'll do things. <laughs> I commit. So. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that. Speaking about being loyal to a fault, you are a fellow HR practitioner, and this is and I met you at Disrupt HR Jacksonville, right? So, um, how did you find it's? How did you come across Disrupt HR Jacksonville? So, actually, Natasha, who is the president of Sherm yep. Jack. Yeah. Um, I've done quite a few things with her and we passed each other in the hallway at, um, HR Florida yeah. and she's like, Oh, you perfect. And I was like, Oh, that's scary. And she <laughs> goes, what are you doing? Uh, Wednesday, I think it was like the 14th. And I said, well, the next day I'm going to Asheville. So nothing. And she's like, you want to do this disrupt HR thing? She's like, you can even say the F word sometimes. And I was like, <laughs> well, that sounds like me. So I'm glad you sled with that. And, um, she kind of sent me the information. I had no idea what I was getting into, and I just said yes, and it it was great. I loved it. Um, I will say speaking on a topic in five minutes is difficult. It, oh, 
It is. And it, 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 I just have to point out, I love how how the anchor for you was, you can say the F word. Oh, shit, I'm in. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I am sold. Excellent. Now, you're talking about HR Florida, the one that just happened this year? Correct. So okay. I was, I did the pre-con session with Lori Kleinman. Mm-hmm. And um, then I did the spotlight session, which that didn't really go well. That was AKA HR street performing. And um, oh, wait a minute, is that when you walk down the hall and you see yeah. people like on the pedals? You were doing that. I did, I was one of the ones who did that. And then I had HR team of one on the last day, so I did you know how to do it all by yourself. Kind so of so so for for people who don't know HR Florida, that is the uh, state HR conference here in Florida, and did you um, know it's the tenth largest in the nation. Oh, I didn't know like, and that. most important, yeah. Really? And they got street performers? <laughs> I mean, fantastic. I just needed a little hat turned over, some little paint in there. <laughs> no, so that makes sense because when I was walking around, I spoke on day, I think I spoke, I spoke on the day everybody started leaving because of yeah, the hurricane. Yeah, pre-hurricane or yeah, post-hurricane. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, had, the hurricane was happening while yeah, I was. It was. It, oh, it was. It was pretty bad. Uh, it was, uh. I spoke on that Tuesday. Janine Crocky, uh, 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 Crocky, and I spoke. We uh, we were talking about uh, you know re- recruiting in the future, what that landscape is going to look like. But then that hurricane was hitting the uh, the west side of the state, and people were leaving left and right. So they're like, "Peace." I know. I, I was really concerned. I was going to have absolutely nobody in my session, but I did. I had a pretty good turnout. So. Well, I mean, people stuck around because the more people left the better chances you would get of getting the coach of Louis Vuitton purse for the uh, raffles, right? That yeah. That's right. I, I saw people I saw people were sticking around because I saw this one HR director. I didn't who, even think of that. Oh, man, she was I, – I was talking to the to this one HR director. She was out of Tampa. And for those of you who don't know, in, in late August, I forgot the name of – what was the name of, of that hurricane? I forgot. I can't remember either. It's so funny because oh I'm like, God. God, what was that one? We're so used know. to it. We're like, ah, whatever. Know, that one like, tropical, you know, know, issue. So anyway, uh, she was at a Tampa, and I'm like, aren't you gonna go and make sure everything's okay? It's like, Ricky, there's this coach <laughs> purse that I want. <laughs> I'm like, Roger that. <laughs> priorities, that priorities, right? That bag is mine. <laughs> oh, I. I don't know if she won it or not, but I would love to know. That's a secret. <laughs> I ain't gonna find out. I'm I'm not I, gonna call her out, but it, it's uh, I'm gonna call her after this to see if anything happened because of it. I ended up driving home right after. <laughs> it was great. There was nobody on the roads. I was just hanging out with like linemen and power companies, <laughs> and I just had my podcast on, listening to some crime. <laughs> We're used and I must to it. Hit it. Just right. I mean, it barely even rained. It did not until I was like three miles from a house did it start to get bad. So well, it was like, well, that's right because it went up the west coast and then mm-hmm. went across the state, the state through Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. you know, and I guess we're so used to it. we're like, ah, you know what? It's just another hurricane season here in Florida. But you know what? One thing I noticed that really hit me that I'm like, wow, this is what it's all about. You know that. That convention center is huge, right? So if you go from one session to the other, you have to walk through these hallways. And you know what happens when, you know, sometimes, you know, people are in a session and they get a call, they got to step out and they're in the hallway. What I've noticed that the day before that hurricane was supposed to hit, I'm walking down the hallway, putting all my stuff away after my session. 
of so many people were out in the hallway doing conference calls, calling their people, making sure everybody's ready. And I'm like, this is what it's all about. This is yeah, an HR sure. team right here, right? And and look, here they are at a conference and just making sure all of their people are okay. But forget about that. Let's talk about right. you. How do you get into human resources? Did, did Is this something you wanted to do when you grew up or did it find you? Oh, it was absolutely, first of all, I think the first time I ever wrote down a profession I wanted to be, it literally was bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a so bus driver. In my childhood opinion, a bus driver was better than an HR person. Probably because I didn't even know what HR was, and I really didn't even, even after college. So I was a finance major um, and financial services major, and I had all the interest in the world to do like retirement and mutual funds and things like that. And then I graduated in August of 2001 and decided to take a couple weeks off because a year before I had a ton of offers. So I said, no, I'm going to finish my degree. And then September 2001 happened and crashed the whole financial market and I could not get a job. Mm. And so I worked ended up getting a position with a small TPA firm for pensions and 401ks. But I was the youngest, so they literally said, which I find hilarious that they said, as an HR person, the fact that they said this to me was like, wow, you're the youngest, so we're going to make you the network administrator. (laughs) Got it. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Correct. Um, Because, you know, age age is an amazing credential. Right. I <laughs> you just came from college you know, and I love it because like email was like the biggest thing then and maybe like AOL aim you know <laughs> like oh my sure God. I You're can chat whatever I got this I'll do a PowerPoint on it you know um I could really rock Excel and I even knew access at the time so that was like yeah wow. I mean no wonder they picked me right <laughs> so um I only stood there about nine months and I ended up moving to Jacksonville um, and I got on with Baptist Health, and they actually hired me because I was so good at spreadsheets, and I knew pensions because of working for a TPA firm, and they had a pension at the time. So I started in benefits, which oh. I still have a weird love for benefits. I don't, I mean, it's like a love hate, it's a necessary evil. Um, and then I just kind of kept. I was there ten years, so I became an HR generalist and then I became a director and then I became basically assistant administrator at the Fernandina campus and did kind of all the things. Um, fell to the sword of ACA and some Medicaid mm-hmm. cuts and they com- like took away my position and combined it with Baptist speeches. So uh, that was my first time I went to a PEO for a while. Oh. I did, oh, actually, I did a stint of recruiting, which I hated. Never again. No. <laughs> okay. That's horrible. I hate recruiting. Right. I was like, Spread and Boolean searches, and, and I was the oldest. Are you ready for this? You'll love this. I was the oldest at 33, and they called me Nana. <laughs> no. And how yeah. old were you? 33. <laughs> because it was like the place for kids to come out of college. It was like young and hip and like Google, and they'd yeah. like ride scooters, and I'm like, what is this? I don't <laughs> ride know what scooters. this is. <laughs> And I was, like, forced to, like, tweet, and, like, I, it was just way too much for me. So I didn't stay there long, and I started consulting um, with Oasis mm. before they went to a paycheck. Yep. And uh, stood, but, you know, when you're great, they start expanding your territory. Uh, so what was course. only supposed to be a little bit of travel became a lot of bit of travel. And unfortunately, I mean, but fortunately, I had a three-year-old. Mm. 
and an 11-year-old at the time, and they <laughs> about day three of me traveling, I would get calls of crying. So <laughs> of someone either lost a blanket or a rumor was going around in middle school. Oh, not your husband. All right. He wasn't no. crying. No, no. No, no. Well, he basically was. He's like, when do you, they're all crying. I need you to come home. You know, so I was like, so and then I took um, a position as C-suite HR for Camden County. And I did their senior director of HR there for five years. And I probably have scars from local <laughs> government still. Like, there's a lot of branding involved there. Oh, um, oh Katie. Did left there, did another Cinepio co-advantage, and then I and subsequently ended up with James Moore. Um, because PEO after uh, COVID, it was different. Like, it was a revolving door with yeah. payroll people and benefits people, and you, then your clients get real mad. And I really wasn't doing HR anymore. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't do too much HR now, about 20%. Um, I've kind of gone to the business development side. So. Huh. I'm gonna. I mean, shocker! I want to talk to people about myself and things and <laughs> the things we do. It's just kind of like, well, damn. Well, you know what? I'm looking at your LinkedIn right now, and 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 oh, it's, it's, no, because something HR it, innovator. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just, so I see that you started your pretty much your HR career in September of 2002 as a benefit specialist, like you 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 yeah. said earlier. That is the exact month and date that I started HR in benefits. Okay. It, are we kind of having a moment? We uh, are having a moment. We are like having a moment. Everything we've said, we're like, yes, Boston Cream Donuts. Yes, HR. <laughs> I didn't choose it. No. Yes, I use the F word. All the time. <laughs> what? You mean food? Yeah, I have an issue with food. Exactly. <laughs> no, so I started at Hewitt Associates and back in 2002, and this was way back when, when Hewitt, back then, they were the world's largest HR outsourcing firm. Now, I got that job by mistake. And it, it, it's it's I've mentioned this story before at the old um, uh, podcast, the uh, HR Talk podcast, when JC interviewed me. But I mentioned that when I first because when I first got out of the military, um, I started working for this company called Telab Operations, and with them I was doing telecom engineering. I, it's, to this day, I don't know what I was doing. Right? That that was back in in in, in 1999, 2000. Right? So anyway, I was traveling all over. 9/11 hit. And uh, so, again, I lost my job, so I wanted to stay in the telecom industry. So I started applying to all these different places. I was applying at, at Hewlett Packard. I was applying back then Circuit City when, when they were oh. – for, for all you kids, yeah. <laughs> Circuit City is the old Best Buy. Bye. <laughs> old Best Buy. Yeah. Went out of business about 12, 13 years ago. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm applying to all these places. And I remember before I got out my uh, of the military, I had a platoon sergeant tell me, Sergeant Harding, I remember him. He's like, Baez, when you go out interviewing, I don't care if you know your stuff or not. You act like you do. You be confident. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I did. So I'm applying to all these different places, Katie. I'm, again, and I'm getting calls back. I finally got a call back from Hewlett Packard. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to work for a computer company. And lo and behold, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, that's not Hewlett Packard. That's Hewlett Associates. Right? And, and, and so I applied to the wrong company. Thinking, oh, my God, I love it so much. <laughs> right? So then I was like, okay, well, you know what? I need a job. Again, this was September. All right. Yeah. So the, no, th- this was the end. This was towards, no, the beginning of 2002, yeah, right? 9-11 hasn't hit their one-year anniversary yet, but obviously we're still feeling those, those effects, right? 
So anyway, so I'm like, I, it's, I need a job. So I go in there and lucky me, lucky me, I have this one recruiting manager who was brand new. And I had a recruiter who was brand new. They were more terrified of that interview than I was. (laughs) So I go in, they're asking me all these questions and I'm just blur. I'm just blurting out all these acronyms from the military as confident as possible. And they're just like, okay, writing things down. And I'm just straight up and talking. I'm I'm selling selling it, it, right? I'm selling it. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to get this shit, right? It's not going to happen. So so about I leave, right? And about two days later, they give me a call. And they're like, hey, we want to hire you for our our benefits position that we have for one of our clients. And I'm like, hey, I got to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't know the first thing about benefits. I'm like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. We'll train you. Yeah. The rest is is history. Oh, the rest is history. That was in 2002. It's like when. My my aunt actually got, you know, it's all about, you know, she was big in yeah. the nursing and the hospital world. And she's like, oh, my friend, friend is the CNO at Baptist. We could probably get you over there. And I was like, uh, I'm not a nurse. And she's <laughs> like, uh, they have a business side. And I was like, like, it didn't even, I was so young. My brain couldn't even fathom the fact that, oh, my God, it's a business. And that was, yeah. You want to know? You want to know how how disconnected I was at the beginning of my career. For the first year, I couldn't tell people what I did because I didn't know. <laughs> like, what do you do with 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 benefits? Oh, I I talk to people about it. <laughs> like, what about it? I'm like, I don't know. HMOs, PPOs, all those acronyms. I just deal with it. And yeah, I just started I was like to f- the window girl. So where everybody's mad, nobody comes to benefits and say, "I'm super excited about my benefits." They're like, they're you know, they've got a claim that's come back, or they're missing a PTO accrual. They're like just pissed every time. And I was like, I'm the window girl, I'm the buffer zone. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, and and then it, it's a. Uh, so you started with benefits, and then you went to be a recruiter. You hated recruiting, right? I get it. <laughs> and the then, <laughs> well, what's wrong? Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. I I like recruiting. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I loved it at first. Now, do I like it? Yes, I do. But it requires a lot more energy that I was easily able to have back then. That it's hard for me to get now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I just know. Yeah, I mean, just I go because look. If you go to a job fair right now, because job fairs right now are ridiculous, are they not? If uh, you go to a job fair, no interviews happen. All you nope. do is hand the resume. Yeah, it's just oh yeah. So <laughs> that's right. I know people who go there just to go get swag. Right, they got all these swag, all these things. But to me, job fairs today don't do the job that it did twenty years ago. But it's just to me, it's just a lot of energy. So. Do I like it? Yeah. Do I like it as much as 20 years ago? Not really. Not really. Yeah, I would have to say, like, of my least favorite HRE thing, number one, FMLA. You know, that's, like, the worst. Got it. I mean, I would, managing FMLA is just like, uh, you know, I just can't. And, um, but I'll do it. Yeah. ACA is also up there. No. Oh, which yeah. are both two benefits things, which, again, I love benefits. And, uh, and then recruiting. Nope. If I could just clip out those things, <laughs> I'd be thrilled. So, okay. But, so what is your favorite part of HR? Wait, oh. So, so, so what, what is it about HR that gets you up in the morning and say, yes, I love what I get to do every day? Well, because it's different every day. 
A hundred and ten percent. It's perfect for someone like me who has major ADHD. Like, yeah. you write that list. That's your hope list. Probably never gets done because you know eight. And I like you know I will never go. Uh, I don't know about you. I will never go internal again unless I'm like starving in the street. Mm. I it's just <laughs> no. <laughs> You're no. <not> doing it. <laughs> I, I advise and step aside, mm. and you know I don't have to deal with. I'm the face of the horrible thing that's, you know, change or yeah. whatever, and everybody's mad at you now. No, I don't do that anymore. And I love that. I don't do that anymore. I love helping my clients deal with that. I mean, I love the fact that things that I'm impacting somebody else and then they're being successful as a, as a result. That's the best thing. But, I mean, from an HR perspective, I – love investigations and employee relations. Ah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. I jam all day long. Let me pop the popcorn and watch this rabbit hole <laughs> and all the things that come with it. Because I think I have a sick way of thinking like the worst of what somebody may do. And that way I can circumvent it for like a client. Yeah. Like you haven't thought that people could do this, but people will absolutely do this. I know it sounds twisted. <laughs> However, and I never say I've seen it all at a job. There's no, there's no, no way. Never say, no, the, especially no. in HR, there is absolutely no way. Just, and and you know, it, it's I tell students all the time. I'm like, look, in human resources, the one thing you should not do is make a to do list because as soon as you make a to do list and you go to work, it goes out the window. Why? Because whatever you didn't plan for is happening, and now that's taking over your time for that day. And let me tell you, I and, and do. Because you and I are, it, it, it sounds like we're cut from the same cloth because the one thing that I really enjoy about what I get to do is getting to the bottom of issues, mm-hmm. right? Getting to the bottom, connecting with a client, right? Figuring out, okay, wh- who is having an issue with who? Let's figure out what the issue is. I'm not trying to find out who's at fault. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it too. Right. You know, let's, let's, let's all work together. We spent at least one-third of our day with our coworkers, and the other two-thirds gets affected on how we spend our time at work. So uh, why not create a great – infra- well, I right. mean, it's yeah. at, at least eight hours, at least. For sure, right? for sure. And then you got – and then sometimes 10, and then what suffers is your time with family and then your yeah. time at home. Um, 100%. But I love I, – I, that's the part that I love. I also love FMLA. I know you said you hated it. <laughs> I oh do love God. it. <laughs> Really? Yeah, when I was when I was working at Hewitt Associates, I started my career there in, in benefits. I did that for two years. And then after two years I got promoted to the to the leave management team. So I was working on leave management. All I was doing is working on FMLA cases, short-term disability cases, and any other leave policies for our clients. And back then it was UPS, it was uh, Nextel. Do you remember okay. Nextel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. Nextel Communications back then. Uh, it was Universal Music Group. And that is when I learned I, as an HR professional, I do not want to live in California. As oh a regular. That's where we go to die. <laughs> oh, I know. That, that, that's, the, that's what I'm going to lame. That, that's what I'm going to name this podcast <laughs> California, <laughs> where HR professionals are going to die. Die. <laughs> That is my personal hell. Oh, my goodness. Now, as an employee, you definitely want to go there because it is such an employee-friendly state, at least back then. I don't know if you want to go there now with everything happening, but at least it's when I worked at Hewitt, that's when I learned HR in California is a completely different world. And for all those HR folks listening right now who are early in their career, you want to know what hell it's like 
conduct human resources in California. Oh, go, just, like just in a ahead. San Francisco ca- city or county because it's even more drilled down to the, like, it's zip insane. code. <laughs> it's and insane. it's like, what in the actual hell? I, it's just like, but, I mean, if, if from an employee standpoint, you're exactly right. They they side in favor of the – I don't know how they get employers to – so that's the okay. So thank you for bringing that up because that's I was having a conversation about that with a uh, with a with a client because a client a client uh, that that I have right now recently learned that yeah you know, HR in California is crazy because he was looking to expand his, uh, his 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 company from Florida to Tennessee, more in Texas, and then in California. And then he quickly abort, learned abort absolutely, mission. and and he's like Ricky, what? How do people survive there? I'm like, that's the million dollar question, brother. I have no idea how people survive over in California. Like I don't know what the motivation from again the employer side. To being there is because it's not affordability it's not you know i mean i don't know i mean it's just really really loyal california people is all i can think of i guess so i get and then i don't know if you heard i mean ever since the pandemic a lot of high value i don't want to say high value but a lot of rich celebrities are leaving the state they're leaving yeah. the state in groves. Like I know Joe, uh, Joe Rogan left. I know Elon left. Larry Ellison left. The guy who uh, who uh, oversees Oracle and PeopleSoft. So there's a lot of people with the means to leave who are yeah, able to leave. To Texas and Florida, right? <laughs> now, and Tennessee, now and North Carolina. That's where they're all going. Now Florida, it's it's the exact opposite because anything goes here. And now I mean, I, I it love is it. like <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> Make us money. You want to just fire people? Oh, who cares, right? No. We'll I mean, figure out something that makes it okay for. Now, obviously, we're joking, but you, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, either. in a sense, yeah. you know, I I talk about when I'm talking to my clients, you know, and they come like, I'm done. I want to fire, you know, and I'm like, well, okay, let's talk about this and all the pieces. And then I always talk about my pie. I'm like, how much risk is the chunk of pie? If it's a big chunk of pie, we got a big risk. If it's just a little sliver, we just got a little sliver. So it's just how much pie do you want to eat when you decide what you want to do? Katie, I'm uh it is unbelievable how much alike we are. So you also use food of course, <laughs> to describe work. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> My love language. Oh, I it. don't work out because uh, I uh, like to. I work I out. Trust me. I, I like to eat, drink. That's why. I work out and go to Publix and give me that Publix chicken and the Publix subs. And, and for those of you listening who are not from the South, uh, Publix Supermarket has one of the best subs out oh, there. Sub all day long. Oh, my There's goodness. Like TikToks about it. Let me, yes. I tell you, <laughs> that chicken, as soon as you and I are done here, I'm going to go to Publix. It's right down the street from my house. I'm going to go grab me a chicken tender sub with mm-hmm. with. With the work. Buffalo See, sauce or no buffalo sauce? Oh, God. Okay, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. See, now you got me You got me passionate, right? Because you're talking about buffalo sauce. Because I love all things chicken wings. I That's love buffalo jam. sauce. But I had an employee back when I was working in corporate America. Her name is Kayla. And Kayla, if you're listening, this is for you. Kayla taught me something different. Now, she was um, um, a a, a recruiting manager for me and there was a Publix right down the street and she knew that I love the uh, the chicken tender so she's like Ricky you gotta try this have them cut up the chicken put it in a Ziploc bag and put a little bit of buffalo sauce a little bit of ranch and a little bit of balsamic vinegar 
Oh. And I'm like, ew. Got me. I got, I got like, sidelined with the third. Oh, at first, I'm like, that is disgusting. And she's like, just try it. I tried it. It is life-changing, Katie. You have to try that. You have okay. to try it. I because I love all things. Yeah. It was so good. And, and ever since then, it, it, it's, I call it the Kayla sub because every I time we it. went, let's get the Kayla sub. Kayla sub. You, see, that's HR for I you. I mean, how awesome to have a pub sub named after you and like buy somebody. I love that. Well, I mean, that's what I call it. I don't know if public I know, but that's that like an honorary thing. Like, I don't care if everybody else called it. One person was like, that's a Katie sub. And I mean, that's it, it, right? So. Let me ask you this, Katie, because you, you, it, it's, it's you and I, it seems like we, we, we grew up in our career the same way. So do you think HR has made you more or less cynical? Oh, uh, that's a loaded <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily that I'm cynical. It's just like, it's not that I question humanity, but it's like, wow, really, people do that at their job. And, and so when I have clients, you know, and you deal with this too, Ricky, and, you know, they have their, the person who gets the HR hat, oh, she's got a great personality and the people just love her. Well, that is the wrong person to give that job because she's going to cry in the corner a lot because she is just going to get stuck with scenarios and conflict that she never wants to deal with because she was a happy, happy, approachable, nice person. And now she's like, I don't like this, you know, yeah. I, and that's what happens so on it often. It's like, she's got a great personality or, you know, it's, 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 that's not the person. It's like, not that I'm like some harsh, not blah, 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 uh, too late, uh, too late. <laughs> you but throw I do it out have there. a thick skin and, you know, which has probably gotten way thicker. We'll say my skin has gotten thicker as, as I've progressed through my profession. Correct. That's true. It, it, it's it, because to me, it has made me so cynical about humanity. Now it, it's, yeah. it made me that way. I don't act on it. Right. Because you know, it's, you know, especially with what you and I like to do, we like the employer relations side of the house. And whenever I conduct an investigation, obviously there's what person a did, what person B did and what actually happened. Right. There's always right. three sides to the story mm-hmm. and, and no, imp- every employee, is going to give you the picture that paints them in the positive light. Of course. <laughs> right? So you got to filter through that. But I have been involved in so many investigations that I'm like, I need to work hard on not losing my faith in humanity. Katie, 100%. I have done investigations, and I kid you not, this is my second, this is when I worked at Sears Home Improvement back in 2014. I think it was my second week there. Somebody came into my office like, you would have thought the way she was crying and she was upset, you would have thought that somebody killed her puppy, right? That, that is how upset she was, right? But when I finally was able to calm her down and figure out exactly what's going on, someone stole her lunch from the fridge. And Are you ready for this? One of my first, she stole lunch. Oh, and my I God. Said, I wonder if it's the same person. So wait a minute. And I caught her on tape, and I said, I'm oh. sorry, you stole. I have it on tape. And then to ball in hysterically and cry and say, isn't there anything you can do? <laughs> I, no. Let me tell you about public subs. <laughs> I'm like, and the funny thing is that she had already left the work site to go to Taco Bell. Clearly it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, apparently. It must have been crappy you know, food. A sandwich chased her from the cafeteria. Um, but I, I get it. And it's like, wait, what? 
No, and now okay. you're going to put the responsibility on me that I need to fix it. Right? And I'm like, it wasn't my fault that you... You see my eye twitching? <laughs> my lazy eye came out. I, it will. That, that's a problem. See, I don't have a poker face, Ricky. Oh, and I had to work on it. I had I really to work do. on it. Yeah. I had and to work on so, it. so, like, the lazy eye will, will tell some truth. And she'll start like, what? And my <laughs> eyebrows. Can't control the eyebrows, and I can't control the lazy eye. You know what helped me a lot? Um, in, in, instead, because, you know, when when you get the fifth or the tenth complaint of the day, right, and you know where this is going, but you have to hear them out. Um, obviously, I felt like, God, I don't have time for this. Now, now, this is obviously early on in my career. I got more patience now. But I'm listening to what this person has to say, and I'm like, God, I know where this is going to end up. I've seen this a million times before. What I had to learn is it's okay for me to have those feelings, it's not okay to act on it. Right. I I I end up in a better place um, showing my poker face if I stop myself from not to have those feelings. I don't know if that makes sense. One hundred percent. Yeah, because you're a human being, right? You are allowed to have those feelings, but I have this scenario in my head on how things should be, but then I have to wait until things materialize like this lady so let me tell you about this lady because it didn't stop there the one with the uh with the lunch your sandwich girl yeah no no it was oh don't call it a sandwich don't call it a sandwich it was according to her she because obviously right i have to investigate give me a statement she wrote six pages six pages and let me tell you about the 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 type of statement that she wrote it was so compelling. It was so interesting. I thought I was reading a novel. She was talking about how her husband, who's an aspiring chef, picked the perfect cut of ribeye steak, which, by the way, I'm a steak guy, right? So I was really invested in this investigation, how she, her husband, cut, the, found the perfect cut of steak, seasoned it perfectly, seared it on both sides to the perfect temperature so she can have a good lunch at home, and somebody okay. has the nerve to steal it. Let me tell you, I had popcorn because that statement was so on point. 100%. It was on point. She had my undivided. I, I canceled a meeting. What was her job <laughs> at the facility? Like, was she a writer? I mean, no, no, customer curious. service rep. She was a okay. customer service rep. But may, let me tell you, it, it, now I teach whole. I, I teach for the Masters of HR program here at Rollins College, and I graded that paper. It, it was a hundred percent. It was compelling. It had no grammatical errors, and I'm like, so. When I met with her, and I'm like, hey, I'm just going to start off by saying, this is an amazing statement. Oh, man. So you found it? No. I just want to let you know this was awesome. Like your quality, great. (laughs) The quality was great. But she was so upset. I I cannot bring myself to fully understand how can somebody could be so upset about their, their lunch being taken until I read how compelling the story was, and I was on her side, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I kind of get it. Right? I get it. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's, it's in the more situations you get that way, the more you think, God, is this what humanity is? Is this what we're worried about? She wanted to get somebody arrested. She wanted the whole my whole department to be shut down so we can investigate this caper. You know what she asked me? She's like, did you look in the trash can? I'm like, did you? <laughs> Why am I supposed to look in that? Right? <laughs> Sorry, is that on my bad? I'm not doing that. And she wanted us to compensate her for her stake and the time that her husband spent on it. Yeah, dude. That was that was my second week at Sears Home Improvement. (laughs) 
That is, she is extra. Oh, wow. man. And then, okay, now this one right here, taste the cake. This one tastes the cake. I once had a lady uh, come in because she was pregnant, but she wanted to get short-term disability and workers' comp. And I'm asking her, what, why would you? Oh, God. I, I, yeah, so you see where this is going. So now, at first I didn't, but I'm wondering, what, why oh, would God. you think this is workers' comp? Apparently, she had this friend who goes online and, and thinks she's an attorney and, and, she, and she likes to give attorney advice when she's not an attorney. And she found something online, her friend did, uh, that said, look, if you get, if you get hurt at work or if you're disabled because of something that happened at work, you can get workers' compensation. And a light bulb went up in her head. Where she's like, well, I conceived this baby in one of the uh, in one of the break rooms. <laughs> Let me see if I can get workers' compensation. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. So oh, she so she's telling that's, me that's kind of one of the better ones. Oh, I've dude. Heard. I'm looking at her, and this is at a time where I haven't perfected. This was back in 2004, 2000, 2006. I forgot. I haven't really perfected my poker face yet. And I'm just looking yeah, at her like... I don't know like, if anyone could, because I'm like, you do realize having sex on property during working hours... Oh, oh, she had, she had, she had an excuse Every. for that. She had an excuse for that. She's like, we were both off the clock, Mr. Ricky. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now... And, like, and please tell me what table this occurred <laughs> on, because I don't ever... Oh. I'm going to go burn that in the back of the freaking... Oh, we can... Right uh, we got... I know you got stories for days. I got stories. Well, but, yeah, because yeah. I was at a hospital for 10 years, and that's just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, Really? At a hospital, huh? Oh, yeah, because people are diverting drugs, and doctors are hooking up with nurses. Uh-huh. calling. Then their office managers, who they've had a affair with the whole time, are pissed off that they went on with the nurse, <laughs> so they call the wife. I mean, I can't make that up. <laughs> Isn't like, that... <laughs> Dude. It was literally like as the world turned. And then I'll tell you, public safety with the local government is about as interesting as well what happens. At oh, the, I, mean, I used like to work for local government. Freaking key party. You oh. know? And it's, yeah, I was like, Oh my God. It's well, crazy. I used to work at a, at a Orange County government here in, oh. in central Florida. Know. Oh, I look, here's why I left that place. Right. I left that place because I could have easily put my feet up for 30 years, read the newspaper, not be held accountable and still get a retirement and perform. And, and that's not what I wanted to do with my career. Yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, people do that, but that just wasn't me. So I decided to leave. It got, it got so boring towards the end that I started, I still, cause I was a training and employer relations analyst. So I did training and I did employer relations and I dealt with the unions. Um, I got so bored with it. That I started saying, all right, we're going to do um, uh, sexual harassment training on Tuesday, right? People show up. Surprise, it's diversity. I change it up last minute. And we'll still have a blast. Nobody cared. Nobody yeah. really cared. And I'm like, I can't do that here. So I decided to leave and and and, and, and go somewhere else where I could make an impact. So that was a turning point in my impact career. Impact was a big reason I left. Um, it was like, I don't know. It was honestly... It was just getting very political. I mean, it was the most political position I had yeah. without being an elected official. <laughs> and what people do and say to their elected officials, you kind of get wh- – I mean, it was insane. They would, like, post on Facebook that 
I was stealing. And I mean, because at the time I had was part of discovering a huge fraud for one of the government entities nearby because we had shared a shared agreement. Yeah. And it was like ended up being like three point one million dollars. Well, suddenly oh, wow. I'm a part of it. I'm like, well, n- no, <laughs> no, I, I, I actually helped bring it out yeah. for everyone. Um, but it was just like it, it, just the way citizens are and how they treat their public officials. But then again, the corruptness on the other side. And it's like, I'm not built for this. And plus I was going like the start of my divorce when I was like, you know what? I just need something less stressful. So I literally like set my life on fire. I'm like, (laughs) and I'm going to change, like leave, do all the things. I'm just going to do it all now. I can't do this anymore. So, which was great for me. And I was lucky enough to be, you know, remote pre COVID. So I was already very, to it. Yeah. So that's not been anything new for me at all. But um, okay, I gotta ask what what is your token phrase that people should know that they're probably in trouble if you're talking to them about it? Mine is "Help me better understand." <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> okay, because that that is my token HR. Okay, help me better understand why you felt sleeping with somebody on the break room table would be worth it. <laughs> My team knows – It's my team always knew. As soon as I said, you know what? Help me better understand how you got to A, B, and C, right? right. Because they're like, uh-oh, he, yeah. he, he's not getting he it and he's biting down. He he, he's biting down. An investigation is about – because that is the yeah. exact one, right? 100%. Uh, I quickly learned uh, that that in order for you to get to the bottom of things, you don't accuse people. You ask no. more questions. You ask 100%. more, more and more. The more inquisitive you are in a process, the more, the, the closer you get to the truth, right? Hundred percent. And it's like interviews or anything else. People will give you more than you ever wanted, anyway. You just have to ask the right questions. <laughs> you like, know, oh, and, oh, well, that was good. that's how I train leaders, right? Um, when when I train leaders to do HR investigations, I tell them the only thing you have to remember is if you bring either the accused or a witness in, you want to ask questions that does not give them any more information than what they walked in with, right? right. So so what does that mean? That means that if, if uh, Susan complained that Bob is touching her inappropriately, if you bring Bob in to talk to him, you don't say, hey, Bob, did you touch Susan? You say, hey, Bob, do you know why you're here? Right? They're like, no, I don't. Do you remember touching anybody inappropriately? Right? And then if he says, oh my God, Margaret, I'm like, now you got to investigate Margaret, right? Now you got to talk to Margaret and get a statement from her. Right? So, you're like, you're like oh, now really? I will be adding Margaret on. <laughs> you smell that popcorn? That's right. It's more popcorn coming. So yeah, it, it, it's 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 better. It you need to have that that investigative skill set to really get to the bottom of things. And I know what I just said, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not groundbreaking, but you really have to love what you do because I do know some people in HR who absolutely hate employee relations. They hate investigations. Well, I oh, hundred percent. I understand why, like, again, it breaks their soul every time they have to do it again. <laughs> and I get it like a hundred percent, but a lot of times, you know, I know people who are in HR and hate HR and have no business in being in HR. And they give a, and, you know, self-deprecation of our field or industry goes a long way. I mean, there are so many of us that should not be us. And I, you're going, but you know stop why, labeling right? yourself as that. 
You know why, right? You know why. Here's why. Because people get to a point in their career, and, and, and this is what I've learned, right? If somebody who's been in HR for 30 years and they just hate it, they hate the world, they hate people, they, they, you question why they're in the position they're in. It's because somewhere along the lines in their career, they fell out of love with it. And when you fell out of love with it, it's easier to maintain the status quo and get to retirement than starting over again. Right. Okay. Which 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 I get that, That's but sad. I mean, it's I'm it is sorry. so sad. It really is. I can't, I, there's just no way I could. I would embrace my inner Gen Z and find a new gig. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Well, Gen Zs. It, so I'm a Gen Xer, right? So Gen Me Xers. Oh, so look at that. So 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 again, we're cut from the same cloth. Love and, email. Email me all day long. <laughs> yes. So now, so we're in the middle, right? Because right. we love email. We like to talk to people, but we also text as well. So we're like in yeah. that in between phase. In, but it's harder for us to kind of stop and start over. Like, 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 like right now, I'm planning on retiring in ten years. As soon as my son is uh, is out of high school, I'm planning on being done. Right. Uh huh. Good. And to think about me hating what I do to the point that now I have to start over again, it's got to be something really bad for me to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, so I don't know. I mean, but it was like, you know, you hear us, we are in the, like, yeah, no, workforce. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, no. Yeah, not going to happen. I'm not going to come to that meeting, or I don't like that portion of my job, so I'm just not going to do it, or I'm just not going to show up. That gives me, like, armpit stress wedding i'm like what do you mean you don't have a plan and you're not going to show hold, up hold, 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 what are you going to do i don't know i'll figure it out did you just say armpit armpit stress sweating is that 100%. what you said what, yeah. what is that I own my own bodily function. I know where it goes. Like, I've never beginning. heard that before. Not not quite as eloquently put. <laughs> not eloquent at all. I'm going to use that from now on. You know what you're doing to me right now? You're giving me armpit, armpit, armpit. I keep saying pet. Armpit sweat stress right now. Yeah, yeah. Let me just sit here and fan because I can't. Oh. No. Okay. No. No plan? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Dude, I can be here and talk to you about this all day. We've been on here for just about 45 minutes. So, look, let's oh. do this because I can okay. I can be on here forever talking to you because Yay. you are a delight. You're a delight. Aww. So, let me ask you this. I mean, what, what, what is the one advice, one advice you would give um, that new, that new uh, bushy, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed college student who's thinking about going into HR, what is the one thing you wish somebody told you at that age about this profession? You know, I don't – I think, number one, don't say – when you're coming into the field, don't say no. Like, if you have the capacity or the time to take on a new project or align yourself with another department relatively near your field, learn it all. Like – just be a sponge and take it in and align yourself with leaders that you kind of want to emulate their styles. Um, I was very lucky in the fact that I had people in front of me that I, I they were very, very smart mm. when it came to HR and being human. Wow. Um, because I, I learned very quickly what were 
good and what were not so great. Yeah. And, and I think that was so important in, in how I align myself with people. And then, like, you know, take just take random opportunities. If, if you have the capacity and they say, hey, we're going to send you to London because we want you to have, you know, some international. Yes, I will Absolutely. go to London. Absolutely. Yes, I will do that. Um, because when you're, you're never going to get those young years back. But also be prepared that, number one, if you're told to clean a toilet, clean a freaking toilet. Thank like, you. Oh, my God. I, I worked for a small hospital. I mean, I was working for Baptist Health, but my location was a 44-bed or 54-bed hospital. So when you had to shut down for a hurricane, well, guess who's the priority? It's a freaking patient, mm-hmm. and they need a stupid toilet to go into. So if I'm told, hey, Katie, all hands on deck, it's like the all hands on deck mentality has lost. And mm-hmm. I think – and I attribute a lot of mine to team sports, and I wasn't the best on my team at all. But by God, I loved the aspect of it. And, but you don't have to, you know, you'd be at a club or something. I do think that social interaction and relying on your teammates and not being so, it's all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me is so important. And everybody's so, where do I rank? Why don't I have all the likes? Why am I not viral? Why I, I, shut up with the I. Jesus, God. I love it. I am over it. I, I, got a, I went. I went down. Weird no, no, hole. Kate. That that you know what? I really, really appreciate that because you know it's it, it's. I know people. Some people are cringing right now, saying, "I'm not going to clean any toilet." But it it's it's not about cleaning the toilet for the sake of cleaning the toilet. It's 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 for you to be a team player. Yeah. It's for you to be a team player and to not to jump into any position with the assumption that anything is below you, anything right. is beneath you. Right, you're right. All hands on deck. Right, I would never. You know why ask... I didn't care about cleaning the toilet? I knew the why. Now, if you have a jerk manager that's saying, you know, just proving a point, like you will clean the that's toilet, different. yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But I knew the why, and I knew we had patients that we needed to get, in, and I want to. I was all, I bought in. Heck yeah, I will clean a freaking toilet. I, I want us to be the best at what we do, and if it requires me to do that, by God, I'm going to do it. If I need to scoop out some mashed potatoes. I'm going to do it. And I'm not saying I'm amazing, but I mean, I am. But I, mean, <laughs> but I was not, no joke, I was over security at that hospital as part of my assistant administrator duties. I was nine months pregnant. Like any due date, any due. And I had a huge, massive baby. She was almost nine pounds when she was born, oh, wow. two weeks early. Yeah. And every one of my security officers called off at the 3 to 11 a.m. shift. And so I had to go in at 3 a.m. and unlock doors. And waddle my butt up and down hallways. Do you think I wanted to do it? Do you no, think my yeah. ex-husband was livid that I did do it? A hundred percent. But it had to be done. Yep. That's right. And there are so many people that be like, no, I'm not. And it- and it's all about your willingness to do what needs to be done. And 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 you know what? I think I think we should just stop it right there because that is okay. the best way to that is the best way to cap off this. You know what? I want to thank you. This has been a oh, delightful conversation. I really appreciate I really it. Enjoyed it. I love your energy. And look, I I'm I'm going to talk to your team because uh, to to the disrupting charge Jacksonville team because I think it, it, it it's it's if if it's up to me, you are more than welcome back. But that's up to that team. And we got Orlando coming up. So the next one we. Yeah. Have in Orlando, I'm gonna let you know because people need to hear your message. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, clean the toilet. Your message should be called clean that toilet. Clean yeah. that toilet. Clean your stinking toilet. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Katie, thank you very much for your time. How can thank if people so want much. if people wanted to get a hold of you, how can they Absolutely. how can they connect with you? So I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, at Katie Howard PHR. 
you should find me there. And then I am also obviously with James Moore and you can go to our website, which is damco.com and find me or my email is very easy and very basic with katie.howard at jmco.com. Can't go wrong with that. Well, yeah. Katie, thank you very much. Do we have a commitment for you to come back on the show, putting you on the Please, spot? Anytime. Okay. I would love being a recurring. I love it. I love talking all the things. You have been fantastic host. Thank anytime. you. I really appreciate it. Well, that said, folks, thank you very much. Have a good one. All right, folks, that is all that we have today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I told you she was awesome. (laughs) She literally is my sister from another mother. So she and I are definitely going to come back on the show again and talk more HR craziness. And we might even collaborate on a couple of projects. She and I got to talk. So, folks, thank you very much for listening. Wanted to let you know that we are on iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Player FM, Amazon Music, Audible, even on Spotify. So folks, go ahead and give us a like, download us from your favorite podcast platform. And hey, if you want to, um, if there's a specific topic you want to hear on the HNHR podcast, just shoot me an email. I'm at ebaez at baezco.com. That is E-B as in boy, A-E-Z as in zebra, at baezco.com. Folks, that said, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Y'all have an amazing week, and uh, the holidays are here. Get ready for that Christmas shopping. Have a good one.